Welcome to Deleted Saves. On this episode, Samurai Showdown for the Arcade. Before games like Soul Calibur, there was another sword-based fighting game on the market to test your reflexes and metal against, with, I would argue, one of the better stories for fighting games out there. Today I'll be talking about 1993's Samurai Showdown. Fighting games have had a lot of enduring popularity in the video game world. Two characters, highly trained and specialized, using their fists and feet to settle who is the best. Very reminiscent of ancient gladiatorial combat. Or it would be, if that's what and how and why gladiators actually fought, of course, has long been a fascination among players worldwide. I can't say I understand the draw of fighting tournaments that pull in thousands to watch teams be whittled down to two players duking it out through their avatars, but hey, why yuck someone else's yum, right? It's the same way I'm at a loss about boxing or UFC matches, despite having watched them. But you know, 10,000 years later and humanity is still working out the kinks, I suppose. But there is a certain art to it all. Much like a fine painting or theatrical performance, the dance of death between those with skills honed to a razor's edge can be an awe-inspiring sight all of its own. And it is in these moment-to-moment combats where Samurai Shodan lives and thrives. And in contrast to many fighting games, this takes place in the past, during a very real historic period. Samurai Shodown occurs in 1787, during the midst of the Edo period of Japanese history which was Japan's isolationist period following the rise to power of the Tokugawa shogunate and the casting out of all foreigners. This is significant because the main antagonist of the game, the monstrous Shiro Tokusada Amakusa, based on a very real person, was slain in 1638 during the Shimabara Rebellion by the Tokugawa. The Shimabara Rebellion was a rebellion against the tyrannical Tokugawa by the Japanese citizens converted to Roman Catholicism and historically, the rebellion failed. It wasn't just religious reasons for the rebellion, although a group of people who did not see the emperor of Japan as a god would certainly sour that relationship, but it was about overtaxation, too. In any case, this rebellion caused the shogunate to throw out all foreigners. But here's where the fantasy gets mixed with reality. Despite dying in 1638, Amakusa was resurrected in 1787 by the dark god Ambrosia as an Akuma, or an evil fire spirit, with the cause of bringing chaos to humanity with his hatred toward all life. This draws the attention from a number of fighters from around the world to come and challenge the risen Amakusa. And we have to suspend disbelief because a number of the fighters are from outside Japan and they had to enter, or, and here's the other problem with this isolation period, no Japanese citizen could leave upon pain of death so your hero would have to get out of the country somehow. In any case, our fighters are a mix of historic characters and made-up ones. Romanticized versions of Hanzo Hattori and Jubei Yagyu, actual warriors from Japan's past, battle it out against Haomaru, the series version of Street Fighter's Ryu, tuberculosis-riddled Kensai warrior Yukio Tachibana, Chinese monk Wan Fu, American ninja Galford and his companion dog, Giant Wall of Blubber, an American ninja thief earthquake, French fencer Charlotte, Mayan warrior Tam Tam, ninja girl Nakururu and her companion Hawk, 
Kiyoshiro, the kabuki fighter, and the man monster with the Freddy Krueger glove, Genan. Each has their own reasons to kill Amakusa, from defending their homeland to trying to steal his power. So already, between the history and the characterizations, we have way more going on for the plot of a fighting game than many others would out there. Most of which would be glossed over by American players because, well, why would it be of interest? They could go to Mortal Kombat and rip a guy's spine out, so who wants to learn anything at that point? And maybe if it had been George Washington versus Abraham Lincoln amid fireworks and bald eagles saluting the flag, it might have stuck better. But this isn't the only quirk of the development of this title. This is one of Capcom's main competitors during this time, SNK, developers of the Neo Geo system, and creators of the Fatal Fury and Art of Fighting games, among others. Originally, Shamurai Showdown was developed to be a side-scrolling beat-em-up versus hordes of monsters, but it was decided against this when fighting games were becoming more popular than beat-em-ups. But this game was developed by both veteran SNK staff and ex-Capcom employees who were hired to create the action and pace of the game, which can explain the fast pace and desire to keep the cartoon animated graphics instead of other styles of graphics. And since this game's Japanese title is Samurai Spirits, how did it come to us as Showdown, purposely misspelled? That was the decision of SNK's U.S. distribution team, who decided to name it and spell it S-H-O-D-O-W-N, in honor of the 1980 TV miniseries Shogun, a well-regarded TV show that debuted on NBC and was based on a 1975 novel of the same name, written by author James Clavell, about an Englishman who got shipwrecked in Japan during the Edo period and is held captive by the samurai. So let me sum that up for you. SNK's American distribution team named their 1993 samurai fighting video game after a TV show from 1980 based on a 1975 novel because they thought players would have goodwill towards the show still. That's fucking boomer thinking at its finest. In any case, the game sold well in 1993 and was pretty popular for a while. It was well received by critics of the day, saying the sword combat was novel compared to its competitors. The fast pace and camera angles were interesting. The characters were fun, the use of blood was refreshing, and the keeping of the voiceovers all in Japanese, a combination of street slang and formal speech, helped serve the game's atmosphere. It was ported to the Sega Genesis, Sega CD, SNES, which is where I had my home copy, 3DO, and Game Boy, of all things. You got that many ports back then, it had to be popular. Or at least something easy to add to a game library for home consoles. But my first time playing Samurai Showdown was in a bowling alley. Arcade games being so ubiquitous back then, any place that wanted to shell out cash for a few while getting sales for other things could easily do so. That's why convenience stores had a cabinet, so they can get you to buy more shit. A lot of bowling alleys had small arcades back then, too, because it was easy babysitting for bowlers or a place for youth to hang out on whatever version of cosmic bowling the locals had on Friday and Saturday nights. You know, where they turn off the lights and everything glows neon, you bowl to the hits of your local adult contemporary station. I was no different. 
hanging out with friends, getting snack foods, and spending money from after-school jobs, bowling, playing pool, or dropping quarters into arcade machines. I swear, the longer the show goes on, the more I realize I must have played every arcade cabinet of any worth all over town. But Samurai Showdown was different. It was the game that spoke to me. It was, and remains the only, fighting game I actually wanted to get good at. The only one I wanted to know all the moves of all the characters and actually improve with. I loved the characters, the color, the speed, and the fact that one sword stroke could end a match faster than the blink of an eye. I felt playing the field had, had finally been leveled for me, and I had been able to master the moves for several characters and actually be effective against a human opponent. It also remains one of the few fighting games I've actually beaten, which is significant since I'm notoriously bad at this genre and generally don't enjoy fighting games. To be honest, I've always preferred SNK fighting games to any others. I like the animation, the characters, how they told the stories, meaning there actually was a story, and I thought this game was the pinnacle of their own art. But despite their best efforts, SNK always came up as an also-ran to Capcom or Midway, due to the obvious popularity of Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat by comparison. Not much could be done about that, I suppose. It was just the whims of the market and the fighting game fans. It's too bad, really, as SNK has a lot to offer as an alternative to the usual suspects. But here we are. Samurai Showdown did spawn several sequels in a small media empire, and I'm glad it did. I always recommended this game to anyone who's never tried it, and even though I haven't been able to play it in years because I've moved away from the genre entirely, I still think Samurai Showdown has a lot of value for the game community and the history of fighting games. Characters from the game even show up now and again in other games, still under the SNK umbrella. A wonderful nod to the property. And when even I can say that it was a good game, you can believe it. And it's okay if you let the history portion of the game set in gloss over you. I won't think any less of you. Thank you for listening. Deleted Saves would like to thank Brad, Keith Gasper, and Mask Lama for being patrons of the show. If you would like to become a patron of the show, please go to patreon.com and check out Deleted Saves podcast. All donations go directly towards maintaining the show itself. Thank you.